You're listening to the LifeWay Kids podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to let you know about our exciting new event that's coming this October. We're taking everything that you know and love about KMC, our kids' ministry conference, and we've expanded it to become ETCH, Family Ministry Conference. ETCH stands for Equipping the Church and Home. We're planning a wide range of breakout sessions for you and your team members, featuring age-specific training for preschool, kids, preteen, and student ministry, as well as combined sessions that are designed to help you get your entire team on the same page. And we've lined up some incredible Nashville music to help you experience the sounds of our hometown right here in Nashville. Act fast because this is the last week to register before the rates increase on August 31st. For more information, visit etchconference.com. That's E-T-C-H conference.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome listeners to the LifeWay Kids podcast. I am Chuck Peters, Director of Operations for LifeWay Kids, and I am joined today by Jana Magruder, the Director of LifeWay Kids. Hi, everyone. And Brian Dombozik, who is the team leader for the Gospel Project for Kids. Hey, Brian. Hey, everybody. And uh, we are in our continuing uh, series about curriculum. Uh, so as we talk today with Brian and Jana, we'll be discussing the Gospel Project for Kids. It's one of our three ongoing quarterly curriculum resources offered by LifeWay Kids. And today we'll be talking about studying the Bible from a Christ-centered chronological point of view or from that starting point. And we'll be digging in to the Gospel Project for Kids resource to help you determine how it might fit in your kids' ministry. So welcome, listener. Welcome, Brian. Welcome, Jana. Brian, let's get us started. Uh, Perhaps talk about the Bible as one story. Uh, Why is that important? How do you do it? Well, you know, it's really critical that we understand that that all of the Bible is one big story of of Jesus. And that's not something that we made up at the Gospel Project. That is something that we read about in Luke chapter 24. That's uh, the story of Jesus on the road to Emmaus with the two disciples. And, and he gives us that starting point, if you want to call it that, for that text where he says, look, starting from Genesis all the way through, the rest of the Old Testament, it's all pointing to him. Mm. And he showed those two disciples how all those stories connected to him. And that is what really, it's fascinating in that passage, you see that they say to each other later, man, weren't our hearts burning within us when he was explaining the scriptures to us? And that is really the idea behind why we have the gospel, uh, everything in the Bible pointing to Jesus as that starting point, that it's all about him. And when we looked at the Bible through that lens, through a Christ-centered lens, and we understand the gospel, let it sink in through our minds, into our hearts, it transforms us, just like it did those two disciples. And and that story ends, of course, with them getting up that very hour, returning to Jerusalem to tell the others about what they'd experienced. And and we believe that's important in the gospel project, that that we are telling the story of Jesus and seeing how we are part of that story, and it should compel us mm-hmm. to be on mission as well and, and, and compel us to act. And so the Gospel Project, in addition to the Christ-centered uh, uh, aspect of it, which is so core to what the Gospel Project is, uh, very well said, also is a chronological study, right? So it, it begins in Genesis, goes all the way through Revelation in a three-year uh, scope and sequence. Tell us about the importance of studying from a chronological approach or the appeal of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's critical because, again, we're telling the one big story of Jesus. And, and when you take a step back and, and do what I call a, a helicopter view of, of the 
the Bible instead of drilling down in one story at a time. And, and, and we can do that in isolation at times. And we miss the connecting point. That's what the two disciples on the road to Emmaus missed. They missed that connecting point. They knew the stories. They knew what had happened. Right. But they didn't know Jesus that connected all those stories together. So when we, when we zoom back out and we look at the one big story, that one big flow, what it does is it not only helps us understand every single story in by itself, but also it draws us to understand who Jesus is and God's plan of redemption that started all the way back before time began in pre-creation in Genesis and, and continued marching forward. And so what we're doing is we're giving kids uh, a, an understanding for how they can approach God's word and life uh, for the rest of their lives, looking through that lens of Jesus Christ. I think that's so important because, like you said, uh, knowing the stories but missing key pieces. Mm. You know, I, I, t- I tell this story all the time of, um, of growing up in church and hearing um, multiple Bible stories and, and knowing them and, and hiding Scripture in my heart, but somehow missing the fact that Jesus mm. was at creation. Do our kids know that? Do they know, do they understand that he has been, he is part of the Trinity? I understand that the Trinity is a concept that um, is even hard for us as adults to, to understand. But if we're teaching that Christ-centered focus all the way from Genesis to Revelation, then there's there's um, hope that our kids are going to catch those key doctrines that are so important mm-hmm. to our faith. Yeah, reading the Bible as one big book as opposed to a bunch of small, disconnected stories to see that grand narrative play out. What a cool thing. And story is, is it's almost a buzzword in our culture today. Mm. And and some people are a little bit afraid of it because they hear story and they think of of fiction. They Mm. think story immediately connotes fiction. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, But story is important in our culture today. If, If you listen to our culture, we are seeing people understand life through story over and over again. Mm. And you just just listen for that word and you'll hear it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so I think this has given us an amazing platform to step into these kids who are hearing story and we're able to, to connect that to the story, the story of Jesus Christ, and then their story, how it fits into God's story as well. Mm. So I think God has given us a, a beautiful platform here, an opportunity to, to use story and narrative as a way to really deeply connect to kids and help them truly understand uh, what the gospel is about and their role in it. Mm-hmm. And I love the Gospel Project because, uh, it, it's, speaking of the word story, it helps kids and adults understand that the Bible is a story about God, not about us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so many times we try to make it about us. And so I like how um, it helps uh, the leaders, the, uh, the teachers, the parents be able to coach through that. And many times as we talk to different church leaders, use a variety of different resources, we hear people say, it's hard to find Jesus in the curriculum that I'm using. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here, is it? Not at all. Every session has what we call a Christ connection. And so we'll have uh, the Bible passage, and then it will end with a Christ connection, usually a paragraph, two, three, maybe four sentences long, where we are directly connecting that story to Jesus. We're showing how that story either shows us Jesus, it, it gives us a, a word picture, if you want to call it that, of Jesus who will come, or it is helping us understand our need for Jesus, but every single session of the Gospel Project will point kids to Jesus. And that's the one thing that I I really love. Uh, One of many things I love about the Gospel Project is that not a week will go by without the Gospel being very clear and and 
overt. Um, and I know, especially with church attendance, our rhythm is slowing down in terms of frequency of, of participation. And, and we can either push back against that or we can kind of acknowledge that's just the reality for better or worse where we are. And the thing about the Gospel Project is you never have to worry about that kid finally showing up for that week, and that's not a session that has the gospel in it. The Gospel Project will always have the gospel in it, and so if that kid shows up, he or she will hear the gospel. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's a huge opportunity for kids' leaders. However, it's not the gospel just attached to the mm-hmm. end of a story. It's embedded in the story. Explain to us like the difference between that. Yeah, it's a good point, Jana. A lot of times people will, will uh, with probably the best of intentions, think, well, you know, I'll do a Bible story. I'll do a story of David and, and Goliath, for example. And at the end, um, I need to get Jesus in there somewhere. So I'll, I'll just kind of transition to a gospel brief outline, you know, four points or something like that. And the, with the best of intention, um, that is not what we do. What we do is we look at that entire story of David and Goliath through the gospel. So we don't talk about David and Goliath in isolation and then at the end say, oh, by the way, let's talk about Jesus for a minute. It is from the very beginning we're talking about David defeating a giant that pictures the unlikely hero of the this shepherd boy defeating the giant, which pictures the unlikely hero of Jesus defeating the giant of sin and death. And that's what we keep going to. It, it's it's the core. It's the it's the DNA of every session. It's not something we add on to it afterward. That's great. Tell us about how the program executes. So if, uh, if I'm interested in the Gospel Project and I'm going to adapt this, what type of components and resources do I receive and how does it facilitate? Sure. Well, um, there are two different forms of the material. You can either get the printed materials or digital materials. A uh, digital bundle will give you everything available for that quarter that, that you'd purchase printed, uh, pre-printed. Uh, the printed materials, you would start with a leader kit that includes some great DVD and enhanced CD content. So Bible story videos about four or five minutes long, uh, which tell the Bible story. Um, older kids and younger kids have discussion starter videos, a, a brief video to help them talk about and start to drive toward application. Uh, preschool version of those. Um, and then also has enhanced uh, CD materials, which are the printables, if you want to call it that. So you'll have posters in there. You'll have... Um, activity uh, printable items. You know, if you have an activity and it says you need to, uh, a template or something, a star template, it would be on, on that kit. And then leader guides and activity pages and cards. So that gets you started. Um, so you buy one kit for each age group and then you add on extra leader guides as you need and then activity pages and big picture cards, they're called. And those are, are really critical in my opinion because the activity pages well, it's an activity for the kids at the beginning of the session, but also there's information in there for parents and, mm-hmm. and families to connect with their kids and go further and deeper at home. And so those are critical elements of, of the material. And the cards are something that has the, the Bible story picture on the front and some important information on the back to remind the kids. They love collecting them, and it's also a great tool for parents that they can sit down and say, hey, tell me about that story and, and so forth. Um, and we really believe in the Gospel Project, again, that we're pushing kids toward mission, toward serving, being a, a life on mission. And we believe that the parents are the primary equippers. And so we want to do everything we can to equip those parents. So when when I teach um, and, and the kids get picked up, I will hand the activity page directly to the parent. Mm-hmm. It's going to end up there anyway. And I, and I try to point out the material there for them and say, hey, there's some helpful conversation starters and activities for you and your family to do this week. And, and I give the kid the, the card and, and just really value those resources. 
And uh, there's a media component as well. So tell us a bit about the, the videos and the media that's in music that are included. Yeah, there's music as well. The, the videos, the Bible stories video uh, will be used. It will actually use the Bible story text that is in the leader guide. And so you can choose to show the Bible story video. They're very well done uh, with different treatments. They are really cool. And uh, the kids love them. And it's just a great four or five minute Bible story video. Uh, there are the discussion starter videos, again, for older kids and younger kids. And then there are uh, some music videos that you can use for, for worship. One is a key passage song to help memorize the key passage, the, the, the memory passage, if you want to call it that, of, of the unit. Um, and then music to listen to as well. And also, in terms of media, how about the visual posters? Tell us about the ways that y'all depict timelines, two different ways. Yeah, because we're telling the one big story uh, of the Bible, what we have is a visual timeline where sh it shows all the stories that we cover in the three-year scope and sequence, and it connects them much like a, a visual timeline. If you've seen in, in some uh, uh, Bibles and in some books, you'll see a, a timeline walking through Old Testament history into New Testament and so forth. And that's what we basically have. It's a giant timeline. It's, it's about 30 feet long if, if you hang it all up together. Um, and it will help the, the kids. I mean, kids are visual learners. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great tool to use as you're teaching and you're able to show this is where we are and especially where you can make those connecting points back. And so if you're talking about Moses and the Exodus, it's really helpful to go back and show Joseph and say this is how God's people got into Israel. Remember we talked about this before, or got into Egypt rather. This is how we, we talked about it before. And now Moses is going to lead them back out. And so it really is helpful for the kids. So it's one is a, is a linear timeline. The other is a circle. Um, and it's great. I use it in my church because we don't have a room with a wall long enough for that giant timeline. Mm -hmm. And so we have the circle form. It's the same thing, just in a circle. Um, and, and the thing I love about that also is, is the way it is printed. There's the cross, the Gospel Project logo with the cross is at the very center. Mm. And it's just a, a great reminder that everything is circling around Jesus, that he's at the center of everything going on. Mm. And with the chronological approach to study, that timeline is so key mm -hmm. and such a great visual way to show that really the Bible is one big story, one grand narrative of God's redemptive plan. Very cool. Uh, well, we would, listener, love to invite you to check out some free preview sessions of the Gospel Project. And we have two places or two ways to get to those preview sessions. We welcome you to go to lifeway.com kids and click on the Gospel Project icon. That will uh, take you to a place where you can find those more information about the Gospel Project for kids and those uh, preview downloads. Or you can enter through the Gospel Project uh, portal, which is gospelproject.com. And you can click on the kids icon. Uh, Brian, another thing that we should mention about the Gospel Project that is kind of a cool feature is the alignment of age groups. Can you tell us about that real quick? Sure. Uh, what we do is we have the same scope and sequence for kids is also used for students and adults. And the reason, again, why we value that is because we believe that adults, the parents, are the primary disciples in the home. And so the beautiful thing about this is if a church is fully aligned and if you have your adults going through the Gospel Project and your students and your kids and preschoolers are, you're all studying the same passage. You're all Now you're doing it in age-appropriate ways, of course. Adults are going to treat that a little bit differently than, than preschoolers will, without a doubt. But the beautiful thing is then parents can get home and when they ask that famous question, what did you guys learn today? They know. It's the same thing they learned they, today. And, and they are now better equipped to actually talk meaningfully yeah. with their kids because they've been built into right. by their teacher 
And so they're much more able to disciple their own kids. So it, it is a beautiful win when churches will align across those ages with the Gospel Project. And that with a free app that they can download and continue learning at home really makes for a great family connection. Without a doubt. And so even as we welcome you to download the free uh, sample sessions of the kids' materials, if you do enter through that gospelproject.com portal. You can click on kids, students, or adults to download samples of all of those, and and we would love for you to check those out. Brian, also, you make yourself very accessible to people who are interested in information. How can uh, the listener get in touch with you personally if they would like to? Have you seen my last name, Chuck? <laughs> it's my e- my email is my name, first name dot last name at lifeway.com. But if you go to gospelproject.com and go on the blog and comment on any of the kids' blogs, I will I will see that. If you go to our Gospel Project for Kids Facebook page, I will see that. If you know smoke signals, um, I might respond to that, especially if it's some ribs you're you're grilling. <laughs> And I was hoping you would mention all of those different places connected to you through Facebook, through the blog, or through your email if they can figure out how to spell that last If they name. can figure out how to spell it. Thank you, Brian Dembozik, for being with us today. Jana, thank you as always. And listener, thank you for listening. Uh, we at LifeWay Kids know that you as a kids minister have many needs, and that's why we want to be faithful to provide you with many solutions all based in trustworthy content. We are uh, excited to be able to tell you about the Gospel Project for Kids today, and we welcome you to check out all of our resources at lifeway.com slash kids. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Lifeway Kids podcast. Don't forget to visit etchconference.com to learn more about our exciting new family ministry conference that's happening here in Nashville, October 3rd through 5th. The rates will go up on August 31st, so be sure to register as quickly as possible to lock in the lowest rate. Once again, information is available at etchconference.com, E-T-C-H conference.com. We look forward to seeing you here in Nashville for Etch.